Welcome to NextCast, where we take you on a thrilling journey into the heart of innovation, urban development, and the future of our bustling cities. I'm your host, Emilia, CEO of SwissNext in San Francisco, and this is the Metropolis season. Good morning, everyone, and good morning, Christian Sim. Hello, Emilia. Hello, San Francisco. Good morning and welcome. Welcome to this next cast podcast. This is our anniversary season called Metropolis. And today we have the pleasure and even the honor for this last episode to host Christian Sim, the founder of Swiss Next. So Christian, you're now in Zurich, um, but you know San Francisco very well because you've been living here for... 20, around 20 years, right? 20 years, yeah. 20 years. And so you arrived here. Tell us maybe a little bit just who you are and a little bit like your your background, your path until this moment in 2003 when you started to have this idea of Swiss Next. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so on my on my business card in San Francisco, I used to have as a, as a profession recovering physicist. Uh, no, <laughs> only because I'm truly a physicist, mm -hmm. uh, but because I left physics at one point, not because I don't like it, but because I liked more talking with people about science than doing it actually myself. And, um, and also because it's a good conversation starter in San Francisco, you need these type of little things, you know, start a conversation. So I, I studied, uh, physics, uh, and engineering at EPFL in Lausanne. Uh, did also my PhD there in plasma physics and then spent a few years in Canada, came back to Switzerland, discovered the very interesting field of the connections between universities and companies, which was not at all fashionable at the time. You know, there were lots of cliches uh, on, on both sides. And, and that brought me then when, uh, when the job got opened uh, to have an observer what was going on in the Silicon Valley, that was in 1997, I, I applied and I got the job and had the great pleasure to fly over there with a very short job description, which was basically go there and find out. <laughs> but sometimes the good thing when it's unclear, no one yes. really know what you do. It has also its advantages, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's freedom on one hand, and it's also trust uh, by the organization that sends you. you know? uh, mm -hmm. And that's very, very appreciated. And, and, and was a crucial element in the ability to actually create what Swissnex is. Mm -hmm. I, I have a, a, I mean, how, why did you study physics? Because, uh, uh, of course, we've uh, known uh, each other for, for a little while now. Um, I didn't know this about your resume, so I was, uh, why, why, why this choice? Well, when I was a kid, you know, I'm, I'm of the age that, uh, of, of those, those kids who, who spent, who, who got up at night, uh, on, uh, in July 19, whenever it was, and watched the landing of the man on the, sh on the moon with my dad. I believe I was 11 mm -hmm. at that time. And so that, that, that opened, you know, so many dreams and, uh, you know, before kids maybe wanted to be firefighter, but I wanted to be an astronaut. And so I thought, okay, I have to study physics. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. I didn't become an astronaut. 
but I still love astronomy a lot. And uh, and actually, th the more serious reason is also that I, I, I'm I'm as interested by why leaves are green, why uh, you know why atoms are the way they are, or you know by human psychology. And I thought that well, if I study physics, at least I will understand a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. At least so, enough to be able to start a conversation with somebody else. So genuine curiosity about the world in, in general, what well, was probably what triggers a little bit your career, right? Yeah. And could you, could you describe us, because we know um, the Valley as it is now, mm -hmm. right? With uh, uh, Meta, Apple, I mean, all this, you know, big tech and um, situation now in San Francisco as well. Um, how was it when you arrived here? Well, incredibly different. And, and I, have my, I have to pinch myself sometimes to re, try to remember what did not exist at the time and that we considered to be completely normal today. I mean, for instance, uh, cell phones, that was still pretty much a rarity. Certainly the iPhone didn't, didn't exist at the time. You had mm -hmm. these bulky things with an antenna, you know, but uh, you didn't have sort of smartphones. Um, I remember that in my first office, we still had dial-up internet, you know, when the yeah. number and then you heard, <laughs> and then you had an incredibly slow connection. <laughs> so it was a different, a really different time, but it was also a time where people had incredible dreams. If, if we put that in context, in 1994, I believe, the first browser came out commercially uh, called Mosaic. And so people had heard already about internet in the universities, people used internet or emails, and then co comes out that tool and that opened incredible perspective, you know, and, and there was, um, there was um, an atmosphere of revolution, I could even say, of mm -hmm. big dreams, you know, not, not that knowledge will now be perfectly distributed. Uh, among all the people in the world, that um, the fact that you know so many more things in real time will, will actually help to solve some of the big human issues. I mean, I remember one of the guys when I landed in San Francisco, um, one of the Americans I met said, ah, Christian, you're going to see that's the revolution. There will be no hunger in the world anymore because we will know in real time where there is too much food and where there is not enough. And then we just have to ship it from one place to the other. So it, Fair it's, enough. it's, it's these, but I say it in the good mm -hmm. sense of word, yeah. the childish enthusiasm, if you want, mm -hmm. juvenile enthusiasm about all these possibilities that, that people were discovering. And that, that's also why, why it, it was drawing so many people to Silicon Valley, including lots of Swiss. And in a way that was probably also the reason why Switzerland decided they have to have someone there that is part of that explosion of ideas mm -hmm. when you um, um talk about this beginning of internet it reminds me a little bit about the discussion that we have now about ai mm -hmm. um there was um this weekend in the, in the new york time a very interesting article uh, discussion between uh, i think larry page and elon musk about their utopian and dystopian Mm -hmm. uh, vision of the world about how artificial intelligence will change the world and 
will it be a good thing for humanity or a bad thing for humanity? Where um, you, do, do you feel it's the same or was it like mainly positive or there was no fear? Yeah. Well, maybe there well, was a little bit, but I would say we didn't know enough mm -hmm. about the, the bad sides of the system. Mm -hmm uh for 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 being afraid of anything so so people really took it as wow that's the next big thing and and everyone is enthusiastic and so many people came to silicon valley also to discover it uh in in, in as, a, as a great pleasure as yeah discovery if you want and I, I can remember only truly only positive moments and and i think what also is different is that at the time everything was really celebrated with positive energy. Mm -hmm. I mean, a, a new startup that was created and found office space because it was actually very scarce at the time. Um, they, they, they threw a party and they, a block party. So, I mean, they, they invited the whole surroundings to come to the startup, you know, and mm -hmm. that has also changed quite a lot. Not now everyone looks at the company and, wonders and it's not sure and and you know and so 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 i think there there is a difference but i agree that the change for humanity is probably of the same scale between ai and and the mm -hmm. internet um the the point that you were addressing here a little bit like this positive attitude uh this dream-ish um perspective on the world is a little bit what we sometimes define as being the you know silicon valley mindset mm -hmm. not only dreamish but like you know think think big move you know move fast uh, uh very different from from the swiss mindset um do you feel that um i mean how you've seen san francisco evolving is it like a constant in the valley this this mindset things or have you also seen evolution well, I, I saw uh, at least two crises while I, in the 20 years I was there, you know, the, the 2000 uh, crisis and then the subprimes. Um, and, um, well, there is a saying, and you probably know it, you know, that the world actually loves bashing Silicon Valley. And, and they love to say, because it's in a way it sells, you know, it, to, to say, oh, it's going under, it will fall into the Pacific Ocean and we don't hear from it anymore. Sort of, I am, of course, exaggerating. Mm -hmm. um, but each time, actually, at least in the past crisis, I cannot speak of, uh, of the next ones, of course, uh, th th there are these schematics that show that out of each crisis in the Silicon Valley, actually a new form of innovation comes out. And, and one example that's often used is when they had the integrated circuits, when the, the big leader in that time was Fairchild Semiconductors. And then when, mm -hmm. when that huge company fell apart, truly, you could have said, oh, that's dramatic. Oh, how is it going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, the engineers that, 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 you know, had to leave their job, what did they do? They created their own companies. And that's how Intel that's how AMD, that's how a number of other big chip makers that basically run the chip making, well, a big part of the chip making today emerged. But it was mm -hmm. the consequence of something that looked actually negative at first. And mm -hmm. so I think these waves of innovation, uh, so far, they have always had consequences, positive consequences for the next wave of innovation. 
since Silicon Valley is analyzed, I would say, so since the beginning of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting what you're saying, because it, it reminds me of uh, an event I, I went to in, I think it was in March, after mm -hmm. the big layoffs, mm -hmm. uh, where all those uh, techies that had been layoffs uh, presented the startup they just created in the area of artificial intelligence. And there were like 20 startups. Uh, it was just for the broad public. It was a little bit the beginning of chat GPT and large language model. And we just realized that there's so much knowledge. Uh, and yeah, that, as you say, that the, the fact that this kind of bubble explodes is also the moment, a moment of creation somehow. As a little bit of a big bang effect, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, we have um, also to see that the people, they are in a way forced to be creative because there is no safety net. Mm -hmm. So we have to put that into a context. You know, it's not like that they are better or smarter or faster than others. It's just mm -hmm. that it, it, it's that to survive. So what you do, either you leave or or you, you, you use your network, your competencies, your, your knowledge, and you decide, Hey, I'm going to try it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to experiment. Mm -hmm. Talking about, uh, I'm going to try it. Uh, mm -hmm. you also tried something, uh, in 2003, uh, with this launching Swissnex in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Um, we know that the, the first uh, concept of this like Swiss house of science somehow started, started in Boston in um, 2020, uh, 2001, uh, 2000. 2000. And uh, can you, can you tell us how you maybe, you know, had some, I guess, exchange at that time and how you decided to frame it for San Francisco, because it is a, a specific context. Mm -hmm. um, can you, can you maybe help like drive us through that yeah the, the the what was called at the time share which is an acronym for swiss house for advanced research and education in boston was created mostly to counter uh, the brain drain of swiss engineers and swiss scientists to the u.s that was pretty much the, the main goal it was sold as that and and had also the success it had because of that um I knew the people who were doing that in in Boston because we are we were of course colleagues. We're working for the same country. Um, in Silicon Valley, the background is just different, and I didn't believe that much in the in 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 brain drain because I, in a way, you are drained only once you don't come back. So in a way, you can't talk about brain drain until people have a hope to come back, and. Then if they come back, you will say, oh, that's great. They have acquired uh, international experience. So I thought it is more mm -hmm. important to basically involve the people that are abroad into enough activities so that they feel that they are not left alone, that, that we, the country of Switzerland, are interested in what they're doing, are fascinated, want to have their advice benefit from their competencies so, and hope maybe that they come back and become a researcher or a professor at Swiss University. So that was certainly one side of uh, things. So I didn't believe that much in the brain drain part. And then the other thing is that, well, the Silicon Valley is more than Boston, where I also worked for three years, um, is very transactional. It's, you know, you, you, you can't 
you can't just take, for instance, and not give. Mm -hmm. And that is, it's not a criticism, it's just a fact. That's the way people function, you know? And so the idea of having an observer of Silicon Valley doesn't work for very long because what do you do as an observer? You observe, but what do you give back? Mm -hmm. So the idea really came about what can we do so that Switzerland becomes part of the ecosystem, that we can provide something to the environment over there so that it becomes natural to go to Swissnext for the content and not because of the Swissnext. Swissnests. Mm -hmm. Swissness. The, mm -hmm. the Swissness. The Swissness is sort of inherent, is is subtly uh, hidden, if you want, but mm -hmm. it's not hidden because it's in the name, of course. Mm -hmm. But so we wanted really to be part of it, and we wanted the Americans or any other nationalities, of course, uh, working and living there, to feel as comfortable at Swissness as, as Swiss. Mm -hmm. Because that had then the uh, impact of creating all these exchanges, these connections, these mutual discoveries um, and collaborations, because at, at the end, that's what, that's really what we wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. It's, it's interesting because I, um, I have, I still have uh, a lot of foreign delegations coming and trying to get uh, inspiration for what is being done here. And, um, uh, I, I sometimes tell them that I try not to put Switzerland or Swiss in the title of the event. And then they look at me and they're like, what, isn't that your job? And I'm like, you know, if I'm, if I'm in Switzerland and I have this event about, uh, I don't know, a, a Portuguese innovation night or Lebanese innovation night, or I just, I mean, I go if I like Lebanon or I go if I like Portugal, but I don't go otherwise, but I will. I'm interested to go to an event about circular cities because the topic is interesting to me. And I like to say that the Swissness is, is necessary, but is not sufficient to, yeah. do a, to do a program at Swissnext. And I think that's something that, that you and your predecessor, Joya, and I, uh, before her, uh, understood very well. You know, it's that, that people, we have to attract them because... It's helpful. It's interesting. They make new connections. It, it's for the content mm -hmm. and, and, and for the fun that they're coming. Mm -hmm. because one doesn't exclude the other, especially not mm -hmm. in, in San Francisco. Yes, the fun part. Swissnext mm -hmm. is, is well known here for, I mean, it's work, the, the event, the public discussion that have been done, uh, but also the, the artistic, creative and cultural programming that has been done here over the year. Um, and this is what surprised uh, most of the people coming and visiting the space. Um, they tell me, yeah, so science, technology, innovation, I can see that, but art. And uh, so you, you started, I think, this, this art program. So can you talk a little bit about it? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't invent it out of nowhere. So, uh, San Francisco is a very fertile city for that. I, I always made the joke that in San Francisco, if you want to be really cool, you know, you have to work in a startup during the day. And ideally, it's a startup in stealth mode because it makes it, makes it more mysterious, you know. <laughs> and at night, you're some sort of conceptual artist, you know. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and the mix of the two is totally normal in a way in, mm -hmm. in San Francisco. 
And um, so it was a fertile place. It would probably not have worked, at least not the same way if I had done it in, I don't know, in, in Shanghai or Moscow or or Tokyo, you know, because mm-hmm. just because the, the receptivity of the local people would have been very different. But the idea was always that um, in a way, um, people with very different professions what they do is they use different vocabularies, whatever we mean by that, to describe a common reality. Mm-hmm. And I'm a strong believer, really, really strong believer in, in, in exchanging with people that see things and, and, and they, they, have a different, they have a different view of it. Mm-hmm. You know? I might see the sun as yellow, somebody else might see it as red. But that's super interesting to talk to that person. Why do they see red and why do I see yellow? It can be something about, you know, we don't have the same eyesight, but it can also be because we have a different history. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, there's cultures probably, old cultures where the, the colors of certain things were very different. Mm-hmm. And so, so the, bringing together people that have different point of views or use different languages is incredibly enriching. And that's really what we wanted to achieve. So we didn't do science for art or art for science. We did science and art mm-hmm. and, and science in the large sense of the term. So we included, of course, also uh, technology and art was for us also a, a wide field. You know, we included, you know, architecture and the, uh, and design a lot. Um, mm-hmm. That also helps. That Swiss, Switzerland is well known for design as much as um, the Silicon Valley is. Of course. Um, maybe to talk a little bit about the the present with the program um, that we did at Swiss Next this year uh, for the 20th anniversary Metropolis. Um, uh, and you had to be a uh, part of it uh, in the, our event in Zurich. Yeah. We tried also to bring this transversal uh, discussion. It was important to us to talk about the future of cities, of sustainable cities. Who are the Swiss innovators that have like radical new solution for cities? And we brought scientists, startups, and, and architects together to try to have a discussion. Um, how was, can you tell us what was your impression of this uh, Swiss Next event in Switzerland? It was, uh, I think, one of the first time that Swiss Next in San Francisco did an official event in Switzerland. How, how did you feel it? Um, was it, you know, similar to what you've been experiencing? What are the differences? How was it for you? Well, I saw one of the three, yeah? at least mm-hmm. the event in one of the three locations, the one in Zurich didn't go to the ones in Basel and in uh, Lausanne. Lausanne. Um, the, so I can only talk about that place, but mm-hmm. in Zurich, you organize it into that, in that big hall of the digital fabrication lab, which by itself is, is a, a, a super interesting and very intriguing building with machines building incredibly thin concrete roofs or giant robots and things like that. So in a way, already the choice of the location was very Swissnexy because that's another thing that we always believed in at Swissnex is that the location is of great importance because if it's not necessarily what you want to promote, it helps 
to create the stickiness. Mm -hmm. They'd rather go to an event in a place that is really different mm -hmm. and that stimulates your senses than going into a dull conference room. And so already the choice of the location was great, frankly. Um, so lots of similarities. Um, of course, it's a big challenge to organize an event at home, in your case, in San Francisco, in your own building where you control everything and do it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But from the content point of view, I would say it, it was very Swiss next year, very frankly. Mm -hmm. uh, I came with my wife who has seen many of the events in, in San Francisco and in Boston, and uh, she's more neutral if you want uh, uh -huh. <laughs> on it. And, and she said, yeah, it, it was very Swiss next year. We, we had the retreat with the team uh, last week and we yeah. talked about this adjective Swissnexy that you're using a lot. How would yeah. you describe it? Well, that's the thing I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have been able to, do, to define it or even to define what Swissnex really is. I mean, we have to be, we have to be humble there. Mm -hmm. it, it's, an, it's an experimental thing that morphs mm -hmm continuously into something else. Mm -hmm. So Swissnexy cannot be more precise as, as a word than Swissnex itself. Uh -huh. uh, I, 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 I used to say, also to make people laugh, that Sw Swissnex is like when you take a, a, a bath in your bathtub and the soap falls into the, into the water and you try to grab the soap and each time you think you have it, it escapes and it goes somewhere else. It becomes something else. And so people started laughing and wondering, okay, what is he talking about, you know? But I, that, that's, what, what, that's what it is. You know, in a way, there's uh -huh. also the surprise factor, mm -hmm. you know? People think or have started to define Swiss things in a certain corner. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing that Swiss things organizes or does or the next delegation or whatever is somewhere where we are not expected. Mm -hmm. Creates more attractivity for what the the, the Swiss Next does. Mm -hmm. If you continue to surprise people, they will continue to come. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting because a lot of the of the words that you're mentioning now uh, are we, we did a brainstorming about this uh, and to so for for a listener, um, I mean. It's, it's like the salt in the bath, so uh, it's just going to be a little bit of it. But we had surprising, exciting, uh, rebel, curious, experimental, um, diverse. Uh, so there was a little bit this uh, not graspable, absurd even come. So a, a lot of, uh, of this vocabulary that is not very graspable and that somehow has this of surprising element or the the unexpected somehow yeah, yeah. but that and, and that's i think truly that this is the main or one of the main ingredients of of the of susnex as a concept and that's certainly also one of the reasons why it hasn't been really copied yet because mm -hmm. you read the right mix of growers of these ingredients mm -hmm able to have the ingredients, to have the freedom or the autonomy to mix the ingredients and to create a new plate, mm -hmm. new meal, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What, um, if we talk about uh, the, the future of this plate now, because uh, we did the first 
20 years of Swiss Next. There will be hopefully 20 others. What are, um, what is your vision? What are your wish for the future of Swiss Next? Well, the wish is certainly that it will be able and allowed to continue to be crazy. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it's a very well-known sentence when, when Steve Jobs, you know, talked to the graduates of Stanford one year and he said, stay foolish, stay hungry or something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I truly hope that Swiss things will stay foolish and will stay hungry and that enough people are, as well here in Switzerland will understand the value of experimentation and, and it, and it's an experimentation. I would say that is, it's not an absurd experimentation. It's not like doing just anything for the pleasure of doing anything. I mean, every, every move is thought through with people that have ideas that are creative themselves mm -hmm. and they just express these ideas in, in an enticing environment. And I think that is truly important. And, and, and we need certainly the, trans or inter or whatever, or anti-disciplinarity, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, how you look at it, um, that Swiss things also fosters because every problem of our current world that you look at cannot be solved by one specialist in one specific field. Mm -hmm. So this, this dialogue across disciplines, Mm -hmm. And not only across disciplines, but across cultures, across so many other things. It's absolutely indispensable. And in that sense, I think there is, there is, as, there is as much work for Swiss next now as there was 20 years ago. It's just different. Mm -hmm. I, was, um, I was reflecting a little bit about this uh, in this post-pandemic um, world somehow. Because I feel a little bit that um, due to the pandemic, we've been used now to, you know, work remote and, you know, um, like concentrate a lot about our own environment and that a lot of the stakeholder that we meet sometimes don't really see the need of, of coming here or of seeing what is different. Because like, well, you know, like we, we're doing this, we can make a Zoom call and, you know, that's it, that we have the information, we don't have to come. Mm -hmm. And... Um, of course, in terms of sustainability, I understand the fact that if you, you come here, you need to come for a longer period, which is also why we, we have different programs now and, and all of this. But at the same time, um, this mindset here is something I feel that can only be experimented when you are here. And I can see the startup, the Swiss startup coming here with a different mindset, with like this Swiss very organized uh, in a good way. Uh, mindset and when they come back they're like oh yeah, it's not about just the swiss german market and then maybe the romandie it's, it's about the world it's it's yeah. Yeah. and that's this this type of things i i feel that this exchange need to be pushed and promoted again so that we don't silo ourselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, i see i think you said it very well uh mm -hmm. thank you by the way Emilia, for for phrasing it that way it's there, there, there is, of course, ways to travel less and maybe not all the trips were necessary mm -hmm. uh, 20 years ago. Uh, it was just dans l'air du temps. So people mm -hmm. did them and uh, came for two days and flew back. Mm -hmm. uh, not saying that it is a good thing. Um, but 
but no contacts at all doesn't help either. Mm -hmm. Because we are social animals, because the body language is of incredible importance. It's not just this here that mm -hmm. you need to see to understand how the other feels. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you need to have a meeting and the ability to have a drink afterwards or coffee or something. Uh, you have to be able to go into places to touch things to understand how it is. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I'm still a, a strong believer in, uh, in the, the intercultural exchanges in that mm -hmm. sense. The only thing we SwissNex has to do, maybe it's a big challenge, to invite, uh, to invent a CO2-free airline yeah. fuel. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> uh, talking, talking about a bit like the, the big, you know, the future challenges, uh, yeah. global challenges that, that you see and um, could we maybe go a little bit uh, in there? Uh, what are, in your opinion, if you think about the two or three big challenges that we will have to face and that we should, we should tackle now, what would you say? Well, in, in French, we would say, uh, je vais enfoncer des portes ouvertes. I will, mm -hmm. I will open, open doors, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> because I think we, we know most of them. Um, of course, we have only one planet. And mm -hmm. that's maybe the overarching theme that I use instead of saying just sustainability or energy crisis or whatever. We just have one planet, period. Mm -hmm. And nobody has yet proven that we can move half of humanity to somewhere else, even if some people think they will do it. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we, we are going to have to live with that. Mm -hmm. And living with that does not only mean taking care of nature or biodiversity or whatever, it means also getting along with each other. So I think there is a crisis also in, in democracy, for instance, or mm -hmm. in, in, social political fields you know how, how mm -hmm. do we get along with each other how can we agree on on on, on a mm -hmm. share on shared values um is for me as important in a way as 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 finding ways to remove carbon from the atmosphere because if we don't agree if we are not able to agree mm -hmm. We're never going to be able to remove the, the CO2. You mm -hmm. see, so in a way, we have to start at the beginning, which is ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think that's that. That's a huge challenge. That's a huge challenge, and we're certainly light years away from uh, from the juvenile, you know, exuberance of mm -hmm. the end of nineties and early twenties. Uh, doesn't mean it's less interesting. Doesn't mean that it's that that there is not lots one can do yeah but the incentive is different yeah and uh, there is um you know this question uh about shared values or, or ethical question right mm -hmm. um also feel that the the valley is interesting for this because it's it's not very much a, a political place it's a it's a very much a technical place I think regarding those those questions, it starts to change now. I feel with AI, um, mm -hmm. because we ask ourselves the question of you know really what will be the impact of it, because we've seen how social media can have 
we thought it would connect everyone, which it somehow does, but it also creates these eco chambers that can also be uh, dangerous for yeah. uh, for our societies. What is what is your take on generative AI uh, or artificial uh, artificial intelligence? Generally speaking, um, what what is your 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 vision or your analysis, your hopes and fears? Wait, I'm gonna quickly ask ChatGTP what they think about it. <laughs> so it's a, it would be a metaphysical question for it's for it. A, <laughs> gonna say about it, you know. Um, mm -hmm. At the end, it's with it's like with every technology. I think it's how do we use it. Mm -hmm. The technology itself has has no soul mm -hmm. so far at least doesn't start living or working by uh, on its own mm -hmm. and and that's not a, that's not a problem that's new i mean the 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 the, the cromanian man or woman that invented the knife you know suddenly invented it with a good reason they wanted to cut meat or mm -hmm. or whatever but probably five minutes later they were the, somebody came and said ah that's interesting. I can actually use it as a weapon mm -hmm. against against other beings, uh, other humans. So in, in, in a way, the, the, the knife by itself is not negative. It's sort of a dual use of any technology um, that has to be taken into account much earlier in the development of the technology. And with AI, it's the same. The question is, nowadays, technology are rolled out, so at least digital technologies are rolled out so quickly that 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 we just we just overrun by the speed of change which brings me back in a way to what i said before i think if if we want to live together and mm -hmm. and therefore the one the only one planet that we have we have to be able to find ways to talk to each other and to act collectively and that's even more necessary when mm -hmm. such technologies get rolled out. Mm -hmm. there, there is something interesting about uh, the development of AI. Um, some some person that I met the other day told me it was um, told me, you know, the, the example that you give with the with the knife is good because you you have this problem of the meat and then you you know you try a way to cut it. He was telling me, you know, with with artificial intelligence, we just have a tool, but we don't really know why we just kind of oh, okay. yes and we and the I'm, I'm wondering if the pace of technology as, as you were saying is so fast that uh, we're developing and developing sometimes for the for the sake of developing which can be good because you know it can happen that we have good use cases in the end mm -hmm. but we also spend hours uh, of strategic discussion about why are we actually doing that Whereas, Paul, I, I can see, I'm interested to hear what you think, but I see two reasons that govern so much of the world. One is curiosity. Mm -hmm. It's just because we can, or because mm -hmm. it's interesting to discover how we can go, how far we can go. And the other one is greed. Mm -hmm. The less positive one. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Immediately when somebody talks about something new, there is someone that sees the dollar signs. Mm-hmm. And as long as that is the economic model in which we live, 
there, there will be there will be technological development as well, mm-hmm. not only by those who are just curious, but by those who want new tools. Mm-hmm. And this this um, this moment of curio- like this this quote on curiosity gives me a, a really good moment to close a little bit our discussion because mm-hmm. we're coming back to the. To the moon, we're gonna do it not because it's easy, but because it's hard, and that's 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 a little bit what the the entire discussion. Um, thank you so much, uh, Christian, for uh, for your time, for your um, inspiring inputs about um, this history of the Silicon Valley, but uh, your personal journey, as well as. Um, yeah, your, your future wishes and, and your vision. Um, we hope to welcome you soon here in San Francisco. And to everyone listening to us in San Francisco, stay tuned. If, if he's here, we'll, we'll organize a Swiss Nexi event. So maybe we'll get a better grasp of, of what it is. Um, thank you very much for your time. And uh, we wish you all the best and back in Switzerland. Well, thank you very much. In me, actually, even the light goes off when you, <laughs> you know, when you try to close the discussion. Thank you very much for the invitation. I mean, it was it was fascinating to discuss all these issues, and and aren't we really lucky that we can do it? So we definitely in that, are. And, and in that sense, I would say we also have a certain responsibility, and we hope that we'll we'll use it wisely. And I wish you all the best, you and your team. And I say hello to San Francisco. We will. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. This episode was part of the Metropolis season, where we celebrate Swissnacks in San Francisco's 20th anniversary. Find out more about the anniversary and upcoming events by Swissnacks in San Francisco in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode and see you at one of our upcoming events.